This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey, and this is another special interview. This week, we are joined by not only a former player, but a current NRLW coach, Ben Jeffries. Ben, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Mate, I am great. A pleasure to have you on. For those who don't know who you are, take us through your name, something about you, who you played for, and who you coach now. Uh, yep, so Ben Jeffries. Um, uh, was born and bred in Boston, New South Wales, north coast there, near, up near Newcastle. Um, played for um, St George, West Tigers, Wakefield and Bradford, uh, all through the NRL and uh, Super League program systems, and then now coach uh, NRW Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. We love it, mate. Uh, women's game, it's going really strong. First question we're going to get into, we do this for everyone. Who yeah. is either the funniest teammate you played with or the funniest uh, player that you've coached? Yeah, that's a tough one, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, look, every team you play with or you're amongst, there's always characters and um, obviously some are louder than others and some yeah. like playing practical jokes, things like that. Um, I suppose I can give you two sides of the coin. I think um, if I was going at the moment in the female space where um, I'm, I'm coaching, in, uh, I suppose, other pathways, uh a player or an ex-player called uh, Meg Ward. She's a bit of a prankster. She likes hiding around the corners and scaring the shit out of people uh, every now and then in the in the park in the in camp. So she's pretty good at that and recording it, and chucking it up on um, WhatsApp and the, these spaces. But um, I suppose when I was playing, when I was in England, there was a bloke called uh, Wayne Goblin. He played for Cass, um, Wayne, uh, Bradford, um, Cut and Salford, I think. I mean, he was uh, he was a character and um, loved the beer, loved the beer, but loved training hard as well. And he would uh, he had a real he had a party trick. So <laughs> every time there was a wedding or something like that, he'd drop the ducks and uh, oh. yeah. So this is a bit of an X-rated version, but uh, yeah, mate, he was a character and a half. So um, some fond memories with um, uh, Wayne Goldman. Mate, they're the stories we love to hear. The next one we got is who was the strangest teammate or player you've coached? And often this goes hand in hand with the funniest, but who was the strangest for you? Oh, I must be. That's, a, that's even tougher, that one. The strangest yeah, yeah. one. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I. Well, the strange. Well, this, this bloke I play with in England a lot of my career with, and uh, Michael Corkitis. Yeah, he um, I wouldn't say it's the strangest thing, but like he, as he got older, he used to give shit to a lot of the um younger ones, and I think it was a bit of a thing trying to protect his spot, and he used to give give shit to the younger ones and make it really hard for him um, coming through, which is probably part of their apprenticeship, and he wouldn't realise what he was doing to blokes, and they mate, do you realise you're just fucking giving the elbows on the on the to these young blokes and giving them stick and things like that? Yes, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, a, part of his game. <laughs> part of his game. He was just he was one of these guys. If he when once he crossed the white line, just turned, flicked a switch, and he had he had this um, understanding of being 
that competitive. He just wouldn't let anyone get over the top of him. So, um, yeah, he, I wouldn't say he's the strangest bloke, but, yeah, he's just <laughs> – he, he, he didn't believe a thing what we were telling him one, uh, at times. I love it, mate. Mate, what was the weirdest pregame ritual or superstition that you have or that you've seen? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really big on um, pregame. Everyone has their own pregame, and make sure yep. once they stick, once they have it. Like when you're in a professional game, it's 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 you got to stick to it religiously. Um, it's part of your routine. So mm. um, it's probably not the strangest one, but I used to um, I used to go in the zone basically once I found my routine. I'd probably if I was playing Saturday, for example, I'd go Thursday, Friday. I'd eat certain foods, so yep. basically um, some pasta and. Um, Chicken or schnitzel or something like that. I was, I was one of them guys. So I had a pre-game ritual around that. I wasn't one of these guys around stu- superstitions, as in I had to put my left foot, uh, yeah. left foot on first, or that sort of thing. So that didn't bother me. But I must admit, once I've got, once I got older, I, I tend to relax more. I wish I'd probably relaxed a lot more, knowing what I know now. It's, it's the work you do during the week that helps you prepare for games. Yeah, of course, mate. There's been some weird ones out there that I've heard so far, but. <laughs> Let's jump into the next one. What was the favourite game that you've coached in? Um, yeah, look, um, probably there's probably two that really stick out in mind. Like, so I suppose um, people don't understand like I'm, the work I've done in the female space in North Queensland has taken mm-hmm. so long to get this pathway up and running, and I'm not the sole person, but I'm very fortunate enough to be at the forefront of of this pathway. Um, so to coach in the inaugural and be the inaugural Cowboys NRW coach, like that's a huge honour and a privilege oh, and massive. something I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Um, and then when I reflect back to, I suppose, um, the World Cup in PNG, uh, with PNG, like that's a developing country and they've come from um, nothing, yeah. especially from 2017. And um, the second game where we beat Brazil and some players didn't have an idea. They just made the semifinals of the World Cup. Like, they'd never won a game prior to that um, and made the World Cup semifinals. So that's huge for that country and what it did for females in that, in that country. Mm. And then, um, and I suppose just being involved with um, the All-Star space as well is, is a privilege too, mate. So, the first time I coached in the all-star space where we gained, regained the title, that was pretty special as well. Like some of those players now, they've gone on to be four or five-year veterans in that space. Um, like we have a strong bond in that um, arena. So um, they're all special, mate. It's just yeah, some are higher than others, but um, it's a privilege to be involved in all of them, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Now – Take us through what you do in the NRLW uh, for those that may not follow or or don't really know what it's about. Tell us what you do and, yeah, just give it a plug for us. So to, uh, in this, in this with my NRLW job, I'm completely different to another club. So yep. the my role at the club is to basically um, recruit, retain, identify, coach, um, manager, the one $1 million salary cap, yeah. um, and then the, obviously that gets get bigger and bigger. Um, so I have the privilege of doing that. Um, it's a massive job where I suppose in the male version, um, there's a recruitment manager mm-hmm. and then there's a head coach. I'm basically both in one. So 
Um, it's a really diverse job. I really enjoy it. Um, I've literally just got off the phone to a couple of managers trying to wow. um, talk about um, play interest and things like that. So it's really made me a better all-rounded person, I suppose, and that's the challenge why I chose to move out of the male male game and move into the yep. female game. It was going to be become this uh, more diverse and more rounded um, person. Yeah, nice. And are you enjoying the international coaching? That's got to be something completely different. I um, absolutely love it. So that's that's made me a better coach and a better person, yeah, first and foremost. Um, and obviously, I've got a daughter uh, yeah. as well. And um, to empower our young females when they live in a country, supposedly probably get treated like second-class citizens without being mm. disrespectful to that developing country. But that's the perception at times. Yeah, um, uh, yeah and it's... Like we've had two years and two years with this group, um, the core group, um, and they have got come so far. Like when we when we got them, they had no values inside yep. that group, so they had no accountability. Um, and this, when I say no accountability, I believe they were allowed to not run right, but you know they were accountable to turn up on time for training, things like that. Wow. Um, People don't know this and be on the scene. So the game one leading to the first Canada in the World Cup, we had three players turn up late for training, senior players, and we we both said this was the line. You've crossed it. You won't play this game. So, uh, and they were senior players, but what happened was young ones come in behind them and took their spot. So um, that's what we've been trying to create in that space. And then, um, yeah, but learning different culture too, hundred percent, like understanding. Um, their culture, um, obviously learning a new language. They talk top vision, um, opposed to uh, English. So um, we've had some really good PNG personnel within that staffing as well, and that's part of their, our, I suppose, role to upskill that that personnel too. Um, so it's been a really good two years um, journey, even though we don't only get to the back end of years, but it's been a really good journey um, so far. Yeah, mate. Well, you're a credit to the women's game and the international game as well. Uh, we thank you for what you're doing. The next question we got is, did you have a footy nickname? Uh, yeah, basically it was my initials, BJ. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, but um, pretty simple there, mate. Um, there is a story, There is a story, Gary, if you're talking to um, Wakefield uh, players, um uh, there was a bit of a thing around going. I was a sp- spider man, meaning they reckon I wouldn't pass. But uh, <laughs> anyone tells you anything different? A bloke called Semi Tajalala is the, sp- the original spider man. So <laughs> I love it, mate. That's a good one. And who was your footy idol? Um, Peter Sterling. Oh, I love it. I was blue and gold. Uh, yeah. All the way through um, until I hit my teens, and then I come through the. Knights pathway, and then obviously, um, as most do, idolise uh, Andrew Johns. Yeah, of course. And then, and then, yeah, so those two played a significant role in, um, I suppose, my childhood, watching them play, trying to go out in the backyard and simulate what they did and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, I love it, mate. Now, if you could change one rule in the NRL or the NRLW, what would it be? Um, I actually spoke. I actually gave some feedback to that around this the other day around um the maybe 
not having the ten minutes sim bin, maybe yeah, the five nice. minutes sim bin. Um, nice. um, I think having one person, how fast the game is now, I think mm. having one person off the field for five minutes is justifiable enough. I think yep. they can get enough advantage of that. So, um, and maybe if they lose someone critically injured um, in the first fifteen minutes, for example, maybe you'd be able to activate the eighteenth player as well. Um, Obviously, that's up to the powers to be, but um, yeah, yeah, those yeah, two everything comes to mind. I really like it, mate. The five minutes in bin that's been talked about a lot. Uh, few coaches, few former players that I've spoken to as well have definitely been big fans. So hopefully, we see a bit of that in twenty twenty four. Mate, a lot was made of the twenty twenty three season in the men's and the women's. What were your thoughts? Did you enjoy it? Oh, you always enjoy it. Like it's like I said, it's always a privilege to be in this yep. space. Um, um obviously miles they probably just fell short um um probably the most significant game of memory probably was the gold coast game where gold coast beat mm. cowboys on at gold coast back end of the season which probably cost them yeah um and with the nrw season like after four games we were sitting two from four which um we we're happy with yeah um, and then we sort of fell away there. So the inexperience and then the, the injury toll that came with that as well, we just sort of fell behind and um, there's a lot of learnings that come out of that. And um, we had a, I suppose, inexperienced squad. And this is something yeah. we've spoken about to the group directly, but it's not going to be an excuse for us. We don't make excuses in this club. It's um, how do we be, be better and how do we combat that sort of stuff. And um the players have got to take some ownership on that, and that's with us as coaches as well. Um, so we'll be looking to go better, obviously, next year. Unless you win a comp, you've got to be better. That's right. <laughs> that's, exactly. how, that's how it works in the elite pathway, but um, I'm sure they'll be much better for it. And one thing we're really happy with is that the pathway has been generated now. Yep. To, I think we I think we had to relocate 20-something players and 19 have res- resided here. So. That's that's saying that we've created an environment where they want to be here, want to learn, want to compete, and things like that, mm. and want to be a, want to be a cowboy. So um, that's something we we are happy with. So it's just about um, adding um, some quality players. In what we've done recently is Chicago Whitfield. Yeah. Um, she'll come to the club next year and certainly um, put some quality into our um, backline. Yeah, definitely, and, definitely. And that's about building this program up and then obviously generating um, some more NQ talent, which um, which we know we're going to bring into the development space. One, I can't release it now, but one young lady agreed to terms last night, which is really good. So yeah. um, that's it's part and parcel of um, how this um, pathway works as well. That's great, mate. Oh, I absolutely love it. Well, the next question was leading into that for next year was, what are you looking forward to for 2024? Oh, look, I think... Um, like being able to play, uh, coach uh, females with players that have got international experience, like that's 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 really good. So Jakaya, yeah, uh, something we're proud of that. Um, I suppose Emma Mendelman has turned into an international now, and mm. she'll come back a more motivated personnel as well. And um, and I I honestly love coaching young players that get their opportunity and flourish on the big stage. So yep. we had two young girls here this year, really good e- examples for the 
development players and rookies that come through our club now. Um, in Libby Sur and Lily Peacock, both went for the under-19s origin space, but they came here with no expectation of themselves without any pressure from us about learning everything about um, day-to-day life, uh, doing, um, employing their craft and things like that. They end up making their NRW, NRW debuts, purely yeah, from awesome. injuries and that, but they were ready for it. So yeah. because they did the work prior to it, they were ready for it and they played well on, on the scene. So um, they've practically earned their spot um, next year and they've got other players that are coming in behind. We've got to try and take it now. That's great, mate. Now, before we finish off, give us the early prediction. Can your Cowgirls go all the way next year? Cowboys girls um, certainly got the talent for it, mate. It's it's whether we one you got to stay fit and healthy. Yep. Two, you got to be consistent in everything you do, and um, I think the learnings we come from this year and moving into next year, hopefully, um, they they learn from what what's transpired and. Yep. The better people and better players for it going forward. Absolutely. Well, Ben, we want to thank you for your time uh, today. It's been an awesome chat. Don't forget, you can find us at the Ruck Infringement Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. You know what they are. There are a lot of them. Uh, you can check us out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Threads if you're on it, X as well, LinkedIn if you're a professional. Jump on those. Check us out. Uh, this will drop sometime next week, which will be great. Thank you again, Ben, and that is it for tonight. Thanks, mate. Pleasure.